We're going to talk about flying saucers. Ghost stories. Weird stories. Now we can restore to the living those who have passed into the realm of death. For the longest time, I was like, I knew I was dreaming, but I would never remember anything like earlier this year. And I was just, I kept thinking like, man, I really, really wish I could remember my dreams. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden for the past maybe like two months or so, I'm having super vivid dreams every night. And like I, usually I wake up in the middle of the night because nature calls. Um. And so, like, I'll wake up out of a dream and I'll be, like, thinking about it. I try to give myself, like, key words to remember about what I'm dreaming about because I'm not going to, like, take five minutes and write it down during my pee break in the middle of the night and then go back to sleep because I'm like, I just want to go back to sleep. Uh, But and then usually when I wake up, like, in the morning, I'm like, just barely you know remembering the last little bits of my dream and sometimes i'll write it down and but most of the time i don't and then you know right five, literally five minutes later it's completely gone we we should um we have a tiktok account we should uh you should log into our tiktok and um when you have a pee break you should and fuck the writing down shit or even trying to re- remember keywords <laughs> right. just go on tiktok and make a tiktok um about While your dream Toilet dreams. Yeah. Toilet dreams. Weird ATS. We're going to make it a trend. Hashtag toilet dreams. Yeah. 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 Except I do often dream about toilets. It's one of my, one of my recurring dreams, like themes in my dream is having to use a bathroom that has like a very low degree of privacy. Like there will be no door on any of the stalls or I dream about like just massive rooms of toilets but none of the stalls have doors or there just won't be any stalls at all it's just like a public restroom where it's just toilets i'm imagining like bucky's but without any walls <laughs> it, basically yes but pack, no pack about twice as many toilets oh into the same size room as bucky's <laughs> uh i wonder what freud would say about your toilet dreams i know i know and i'm not like Body a shy dreams. i'm not a shy peer i'm not a shy pooper either like if I got to poop, I'm going to poop. Yeah. So I don't know what it's all about. If you have weird themes in your dreams, email us at, at weird ADX. <laughs> Thank you, Info at weird ADX. Yeah, yeah, please give the email address that I don't fucking know. Also, if you emailed us and it bounced back, I apologize. There were some email problems over the holidays. Damn. Uh, you know, I wasn't checking my email, so I did not realize that we were having email problems uh, until, you know, the last minute. So um, apparently... The website expired. The domain expired oh, no. because, again, I switched banks and mm. uh, auto renewal did not kick off. Um, but, yeah, I think the website was down for 10 days. And, yeah. You know, uh, I noticed because the website is hosted on like a virtual private server and I noticed we had traffic and mm-hmm. it had dropped off. And I even got an alert that was like, uh, check your stuff because your traffic is right. doing something right. unexpected. And I was just like, eh, I'm full of cranberry sauce and <laughs> tofu turkey. So, no. <laughs> but that's that's what was happening. So if you send us an email, uh, try again, yeah, or or whatever. Yeah, that's uh, another thing is like we've been gone, so now we're back. 
We're back. It's a new year. New year. New us. Yeah. Hey, uh, though, in some kind of uh, liminal 2021-2022, we went to Yorktown. Yeah, it was right. 2021 when we entered. It was 2022 right. when we left. Yeah, um, that's interesting. We left on one one two two one one two two date. Uh, yeah, Yorktown Memorial Hospital um, in is, Yorktown, Texas. In Yorktown, Texas, a very small town. Yeah. Uh, if you are into the ghost hunting, you might have heard about it through old Zach Baggins' yeah, uh, right. Ghost Adventures. We and did an episode. But yeah, Ghost Adventures went. Um, and it was like an earlier episode because Nick Groff was still uh, there. So it was Zach, Nick, and Aaron. Um, and the caretaker that was there at the time was different. He honestly, the whole time we I was watching the episode, I just kept thinking that he looked like a slightly meth-headed oh my god um white trash are we going there tom petty oh <laughs> you are fucking throwing some shade on this guy who did never uh, done a thing to you i know i mean i'm sure he was a very lovely man but you know he was living in a trailer outside of the hospital That's and true. had a donkey man i don't judge <laughs> Yeah. They did have that donkey. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Comic relief for that show, I guess. Yeah. They had a donkey chase. Uh, Zach Baggins. On Good that old show. city boy, Zach Baggins. Uh, right. Didn't even know what the fuck it was at first. Right. He, he did probably. Not know it was he a probably donkey. thought it was like a fucking giant dog. <laughs> Who knows? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. It was not good. The whole thing, it was good, like bad. No, yeah. it was bad, like bad. No, the but, bad was when they were uh, next to the school bus and, you know, probably oh, yeah. a 14-year-old girl leaned out and was like, I watch you on TV. You're so hot. And they're like, Zach's got a new girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fellas, <laughs> like, let's uh, cut down the yeah. pedo talk yeah. here. Yeah. Not saying Zach Baggins is a pedophile. Don't come for us. I know, but it's uh, just like Discovery Plus or oh, right. whoever pays us right. now. Uh, defamation of character yeah. is not. I mean, he's. they said it. It's not libel or slander if it's true. <laughs> so, okay. That it was like, I don't think old dude. I don't remember who said it. I don't think it was Zach. Zach didn't say it. Yeah. But I don't think whoever said it was thinking. When no, they said it, I'm pretty I don't sure know it was how Nick they, or Aaron that yeah, said it. I don't know how they made it, how it made it into the show. Yeah. Like somebody else was not thinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the the show. I mean, I've seen so few episodes of Ghost Adventures, and mm-hmm. it's just because I don't want to sound like um I'm on my high horse or whatever. But it's a cringe a minute. That show makes me just, ugh, it makes me turn it off yeah. quickly. So I just never give it a chance. But because it was Yorktown, I, I suffered through. And because I had Discovery Plus and could fast forward it. Right. The parts I didn't want to see. But um, I guess, you know, half the show is them explaining the history of this place and mm-hmm. all of the stories. Mm-hmm. So I thought I might give a cliff notes to anybody who's never heard of Yorktown. Um, and the stories over the years are hard to believe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, this, uh, th- so this is a, a hospital that the ground broke uh, to build it in 1950 in Yorktown, Texas, which um, is a small town is uh, th- that year, I think was only t- about 1200 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, their population fluctuates between 1500 and 2000 uh, residents now. 
Um, they did not have a hospital, so people who would get hurt doing, you know, agricultural jobs or oil well jobs, mm-hmm. um, they were not able to make it to Victoria or San Antonio in time. Right, so, right. yeah, because this is like two hours from San Antonio. Uh, I think it's probably an hour from San Antonio, maybe 45 minutes, but um, it, for us now, that's what it is. But, right. Th- you know, back then, right. in your Studebaker or whatever you're driving, yeah. uh, your horse and cart. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, so it was just 1950, Megan. I know, but they got a donkey there now. <laughs> Uh, so uh, actually we did not see any donkeys they had it was 2014 or whatever um but it probably took even longer back then and uh there's even now there's nothing on these roads in between towns there's oil rigs but there's Mm -hmm. no there's no people or stores yeah there's like a couple of farms yeah you know people out there just have hundreds of acres of land and And their house is somewhere in or it's an oil field right that is you know a couple hundred acres yeah so they built this this hospital i think it was finished by 1952 and um felician sisters Mm -hmm. which is uh these this is a group of nuns uh i don't know if it's like a nun union or or what (laughs) Uh, but they're they're uh, still existing today. I don't know how Catholic nuns. I don't know how. Run I don't know shit. what their hierarchy is. Right. You know, their pecking order. Right. Um, the Felician Sisters is still an organization today, though. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, I want to say it started in Spain, maybe Italy. I don't know, but um, that's not important because because this is Texas. Well, it's just like you don't hear much more about the Fel- even in newspaper articles they were not referred to as like the Felician sisters. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, Mary's sister, Sister Mary Rosemary or Rosemond right. or whatever. Right. So it was just um they weren't called the Felician sisters, but um from the get-go they had to rely on lots of grants, mm-hmm. state money. Mm-hmm. Um they received uh about 130,000 from the state and when all was said and done, it was about five hundred thousand dollars right. put into the hospital, which I did the math today is about five point two million dollars mm-hmm. in our today's cash. But that still seems like not a lot. Not a lot. Not like when you think about Bell Children's a, Hospital, yeah, it's whole like ass billions. Hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but they, you know, they boasted state of the art equipment mm-hmm. and everything. They, you know, they said they had everything there that they had in San Antonio. They could do anything there that they can do in San Antonio. So, um. They existed as the hospital for 30 years or so, and they closed. I found out uh, January 1st, 1986 is when they closed, and they went out of business because Medicare would not pay their patients' claims, and 40% of their revenue was Medicare, mm-hmm. and they couldn't keep the lights on. Right. So they were at the end, they were doing, like, you know, fundraisers and parties, yeah, chicken fries yeah. and bingo nights. And donating the money just to pay the lights, right. like to pay to keep the lights on. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, Medicare Medicare stopped paying claims because they required hospitals yeah. to have certain technology, technology and yeah. equipment. Yeah, yeah. And they also didn't have enough admission admissions to the mm. hospital. Like there's an admission minimum, which sounds crazy to me. Right. But uh, Medicare won't support. You know, won't be they they are unable to to accept Medicare unless they have a certain number of admissions. So uh, they did not meet that requirement, right. and then they just wouldn't pay. Right. And then, of course, the the patient themselves can't pay. That's why they have mm-hmm. Medicare, and it ends up they just don't get money. Yeah. for services rendered. Yeah. So well, and this this hospital is teeny tiny, like yeah. much 
I've never been there. Um, you know, I had no idea how big it was, but it was actually much smaller than I imagined. Um, they only, there were only 20 beds, 20 patient beds. Uh, and they had like, uh, an emergency room, labor and delivery. And that's really it. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a basement ground floor and one floor above and, uh, all the, like the hospital, like the, uh, patient rooms and operating rooms are on the ground level. And then upper floor was all like housing for the nuns. Right. Right. You know that, uh, you can tell that primarily, um, the ground level was used for patients Mm -hmm. because there is no, um, elevator. Oh, right. So they can't take hospital beds upstairs. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't even think about that. It was, it seemed like almost a a dormitory Mm -hmm. upstairs. Like Mm -hmm. maybe they would have people coming and going because the bathrooms were like stalls. Right. Instead of personal bathrooms. Right. But I think some of the rooms, well, maybe all of the rooms upstairs had sink and mirror in them. And then the toilets were communal. Okay. Yeah. I think is what I remember. Yeah. Some of those rooms were like connected or Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was, yeah, a small town hospital, and then they closed their doors on January 1st, 1986, very quietly. I uh, could not find anything in the paper about them mm-hmm. closing other than another piece about Medicare that named them as a hospital that had closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then apparently became a drug rehab facility, although I could not find the name or anything right. about it online. Um, I would almost wondered if it was actually like a physical therapy rehab, because people say rehab and they think a right. lot of people think drug rehab, right? Not maybe. Yeah. Somebody learning to right. walk. Again it's like after. nobody who's going to physical therapy rehab says, yeah, I'm going to rehab. Right. They say I'm going to physical therapy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. Like when you say I'm going to rehab or they went to rehab, yeah. you think, yeah, unless oh, you're a football player or alcohol. Yeah. 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 So I didn't find anything about it online, but one of the, one of the haunting stories there is that, uh, someone named TJ was mm-hmm. o- had an OD with friends, OD'd on, I don't know what drug, I guess, heroin. Right. Um, and his friends brought them, brought him to the the doorsteps of right. the emergency room. Basically were, the back door. Right. Yeah. And just laid him on the, on the steps and rang the bell. And I guess the bell was disconnected or yeah. was Or they didn't actually ring the bell. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some, you know, discrepancies right. in the story. Yeah. yeah. But uh, apparently the nuns woke up in the morning and came out. And, and he was dead. He was dead. Cold cold meat on the dead door. Dead on the doorstep. Yep. So that's TJ. And then right. there's a story of a little girl who lives in the basement. And For some reason. Yeah. I mean, the area where they claim, where she claims to be seen is mm-hmm. like a cage where you would keep person who was maybe um criminally insane right. or something like that right. i don't want to think the worst but it looks pretty bad it's like a, yeah it's a steel cage yeah. and uh, it's exactly what you would see in an old texas jail mm-hmm. um so i don't know why a little kid would mm-hmm. be haunting the it creeps me out but apparently she was given a book by one of the doctors the pokey little puppy and she likes it when you read that to her i did not we we both did not spend any time in the basement but i did bring a book Right. Did you see it in my yeah. car? Yeah. yeah. My f- five-year-old son was very stoked to pick out a book for <laughs> the ghost girl to read. We did not have the pokey little puppy, so he picked out, like, Dixie. Dixie goes to show and tell yeah. or something like that. I don't know. Something from Half Price Books we found. <laughs> um, 
There's my plug for half price books. <laughs> um, please pay me Man, half price books. <laughs> I tell you what, we I did not know about half price books until I moved to Austin. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. A life changer. Yeah. I am like uh, the American. They, I should do American Pickers half price books. <laughs> <laughs> it feel, it's like I have a library of books in my office and if you any given book just pull it out and it's going to have that sticker yeah, on it but the, right. the infamous half price book sticker that is fucking hard to remove mm-hmm. so I just don't try anymore mm-hmm. I'm just like I have no shame all these occult books come from half price books so you can't peel it off and sell it back to them oh is it I've I would it back. assume I've... because otherwise like they would have figured out an adhesive by now that removes cleanly from yeah. the books. Some of them, so they have had different labels over the years, even though they look the same. I, this is how I have the insider info because I have a friend that works there. <laughs> and uh, she's like, yeah, over the years, they've made it easier to remove, but yeah. they totally buy back their own books. Like I've done that so many times, but um, you know, it's diminishing returns. If mm-hmm. you, you know, they already have 15 copies of right. it there. They're not going to want, and they don't pay a lot for books that they turn around and look at the Amazon price and then try to sell for $500. And it's like jokes on you. That book's only on Amazon for 500 because it's the last of someone's stock. And yeah. there's like a whole thing with Amazon. I'm like, I'm taking it off the rails. <laughs> if you see something for an outlandish price on Amazon, Amazon will, um, will penalize sellers if they don't have stock for something that they have listed. Mm. So what they will do is they will make one piece of their stock oh, a prohibitive price so that they do not get hit with that fine right. while they get more stock in. So you might find a book that's $500 until they get more of right. that book and right. then it goes back to normal price. But what sneaky, happens is, sneaky. well, it causes a huge problem because then people with that book right. see oh, it's going for $500 right. and they list it for 499 <laughs> And now you've created this really shitty market. Yeah. Uh, you know, inflation. Yeah. So that's the deal with Amazon. It really sucks. And I mm-hmm. wish they would like repeal that policy right. of, of fining people right. so that it wouldn't do that. But they don't give a shit because they're like, if some ass Jack buys a book for $500, they get a cut. So they're happy. Yeah, right. Amazon's happy either way. So that is the story on... The more you know. Yeah. Da, da, da. Um, okay, so back to Yorktown. Yeah. You know, the little girl, nobody, I don't even think anybody has come up with a name for her. Or, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But the doctor that gave her the book supposedly is um, a surgeon who was on staff. And I'm not going to say his name, uh, first of all, because I don't have it in front of me. And, <laughs> and second of all, because I don't think the story is true. Right. And this person really was a doctor there. And I don't want to contribute to besmirching someone's name. Um, but the story goes that this they had this surgeon on staff for so long, they could not find a replacement. So they just continued to allow him to work into his 90s. And he was performing a thyroid surgery in the throat and accidentally cut someone's throat and they died. Um, and supposedly the ghost of not the person who died on the mm-hmm. table, but the doctor himself um, haunts the hallways or or something like that to that effect. I don't think that story is actually true. It would have been in the newspaper, right. it would have been in, mal- you know, in journals right. for malpractice and things like that. It would have been cited as a case study or something like, you know, for as an example on how not to do thyroid <laughs> surgery or how not to let your doctors work until their 90s. Right. Um, but... If you Google his name, you find nothing but um, actual 
papers he wrote for journals and things like that. Nothing to um, indicate that he was not a well-respected doctor. Mm-hmm. So I am going to slash that one off the list. Um, just, the, you know, I looked into all of these stories and I wasn't able to find anything mm-hmm. to verify any of them. Right. Um, so I think, you know, they're, they're supposedly the, uh, the ghost of the priest is supposed to be in the chapel, but, um, that priest was John Mulally and he actually, um, after Yorktown in the 1960s, late sixties, he went to another hospital in Oklahoma and was their chaplain mm-hmm. and then, uh, retired to Florida. And like years later, the people of Yorktown held a party for him, like an 80th birthday party or something like that, and had it like food and, you know, whatever. Right. So he definitely did not die. Yeah. <laughs> he died in, you know, Boca Raton or wherever he was in Florida. And so, again, I don't think that the, he's walking those hallways right. or at the pulpit. Right. So uh, there's also, you know, talk of demonic activity in yeah. the in the chapel and i mean i we didn't find that that was i don't know maybe let's the, not get into that yeah, yet we'll talk about that let's in a not minute. spoil yeah, yeah yeah no spoiler alerts yet yeah yeah but uh you know that's that is the history of the place in a yeah. nutshell there's one other story there oh. which uh i don't know if you looked into it but i'm sure it cannot be verified of the Double homicide oh, stabbing yes, yes, in yes, the yes, basement. Yes, yes. Right. So the the story is that a woman employee was seeing uh, somebody who was a patient there, mm-hmm. and then she was also seeing a different patient there. So was she it was two patients. It was two. Or I, it, so okay. When the story gets told on Ghost Adventures, it's two patients. When it gets told on Destination mm. Fear, it's a patient, and I don't know somebody like else just, who just happens to be in the basement of the place fooling around. Well, I think maybe. It, was her boyfriend who actu- who also worked there? Okay, okay. I and know so that maybe that's why he was when there. You, so, so this Yorktown was also on Destination Fear, which was recorded in 2020. It's much newer. It doesn't have the original. Um, it doesn't have the original caretaker telling the stories. Mm-hmm, there are some right. new caretakers right. telling their stories, um, but th- the story is different, mm-hmm. like between the two, um, and it's. Uh, I think the difference is who who is like the men in the right, story. Right. So supposedly one patient comes around the corner and catches the woman and the other man and he stabs the man and the woman. Mm-hmm. The man that is stabbed gets the knife from the patient oh. aggressor and stabs him. Oh, see, that's it's not what double, I remember. It's a double homicide, but the, I think the woman lived. See, <laughs> I remember it as the woman was having an affair with the patient boyfriend comes down to the basement where they are you know having hanky panky time or making out because, I don't as know, you do as one does and um so he stabs the woman stabs the man and then stabs himself <laughs> Th- that's how i remember the story i very vividly remember this like i feel it like said suicide i think yeah uh, on, like, on ghost adventures right like i remember on ghost adventures yeah him saying uh the dude stabbed himself and I was just like, who does that? What? Besides Elliot Smith. What? Yeah. So yeah, that's how I remember it because yeah. I was very baffled. Well, needless to say th- this story probably gets convoluted because mm-hmm. it's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't even find- though Megan, <laughs> there are blood stains yes. still on the wall in the basement. Supposedly there's some blood, but you know yeah. what? Uh, that was a big fucking attraction. I, for Yorktown. Yeah. Tell you what. 
Um, I didn't go in there because there was either. a skunk in there stinking. Oh, you yeah. could smell that skunk throughout the whole building. <laughs> I mean, it was just faint yeah. upstairs, but I know a skunk when Man, I ghost, smell one. Ghost to show, I did not smell shit down there. Ghost to show. Just how, got COVID. No, 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 no. I just have a really terrible sense of smell. Oh, be glad. Really terrible. It smelled like uh, diesel fuel. It smelled like an old army surplus store, like diesel fuel and solvents. I, yeah, I did get that smell in a couple of places. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Uh, it, it just smells like decay and mm-hmm. mold. So, mm-hmm. th- I mean, that it, essentially those are the ghost stories right. of the place. Right. Um, and there's reports of like nuns that right. still wander the hall. Oh, right. Even though I don't, the, the nuns that choke you. Yeah. Nuns whole, that, spoiler alerts, Megan. Jeez. Oh, well, down. I mean, when uh, did we get choked? No. Uh, spoiler alerts, Megan. <laughs> shh. shh. <laughs> Easy. Um, but yeah, there. I don't recall any stories from anyone about nuns that died there. Yeah. So... I don't know why they I mean, if we're going, still be there. If we're going on the theory that you got to die in a place. In a place, right? Because right. I've heard some real humzinger stories where it's like <laughs> the hauntings of people. People that are still alive <laughs> haunting you. <laughs> um, so who knows? But Megan, who also, who the fuck are we to say? I know. That, you know, you, <laughs> I don't even know that you can't haunt someone while you're still alive. We don't fucking know. Right. I, you know, have had fuckboy ex-boyfriends haunting me for <laughs> for a long time not in 2022 though it's my new year's resolution hell yeah anyway let's get off that subject yeah yeah so what um oh the other like report that i remember and this actually came from a different paranormal team a local team i know they are in texas i don't know if they're local to Yorktown, um, but and I really don't want to give their name just in case I accidentally say something bad because I have mixed emotions about this team now. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> but they, um, in researching Yorktown, uh, I was look, looking for podcast episodes to listen to, um, and they had done a couple of episodes and been there. You know, that they were saying it's a team of three people and uh, they were saying between the three of them, they have been to Yorktown, you know, approximately 20 times. So they have a lot of time and experience with that place. And um, one of the guys was actually saying that he felt like at least one of the entities there was basically an egregore um, or, or a thought form that, you know, is just being fed and grows and changes and exists because of these stories. Yeah. So that really, really intrigued me. A, because it's a very uh, forward-thinking theory for most ghost hunting teams. (laughs) And um, B, because as we have talked a little bit about in a previous episode, myself and Megan have created basically our own egregore thought form servitor uh to help us with our paranormal bidding right so kurt yeah his name is kurt his name is kurt kurt graves omg um (laughs) and uh he's smoking hot too (laughs) (laughs) she's blushing oh my god anyways my thought was okay we're bringing kurt to yorktown so it's gonna be 
thought form versus thought form fight. Not that I wanted them to fight, but I wanted to see if that would stir anything up. Right. You know, or if something like that, like energy like that or entities or whatever can even interact on any level, which we have no idea. Like there's no, there's, there's no research or anything for this kind of uh, work. Right. There's no way to measure it. So that too. Right. But you know, as far as I know, no one else has tried to do something like this. Yeah. I could be wrong. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Maybe because it's a really stupid idea. Who knows? But I, I, you know, I didn't think it was stupid. I think no, I didn't either. I was pumped for it. I didn't even think it was risky. I was just like, right. you know, I mean, it's what happens. Fuck around happens. and find exactly. out. Exactly. Fuck around and find Fuck out. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Worry about the consequences later. Fifteen minutes from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I, I was thinking when we were there about that that egregore theory and i'd pretty much come to the conclusion that yeah like if something is happening here and definitely something affected me while i was Mm -hmm. there it was the culmination of all of these sort of depressing stories Mm -hmm. you know every story that every ghost that supposedly haunts the place it is is depressing right i mean even the ones that aren't evil yeah you know considered evil the little girl in the basement she's like trapped in a you know a room Uh, that has it's the creepiest place of you know part of the whole even if it didn't have a fucking jail cell right in it it's It's still in the basement yeah and of course tj which people say that he is very nice but i mean Mm. you know he died as a result if he died he died of, of a you know as a result of something very tragic right so i mean the whole place just it was a total bummer yeah I couldn't like, I just felt completely depressed and deflated. And I mean, I saw like, this is going to sound batshit crazy, but not to Brittany because I already said it to her. I saw Kurt when we got there, Mm -hmm. like before we do a little process where we bring Kurt into our uh, operation or whatever. Like when we get to a place, you know, we have a little thing we do. Well, basically like we, we treat it as though he is a servitor. And so we have a sigil for Kurt. Right. And so we had um, both, you know, meditated and charged him a few days beforehand um, so that he would have energy and be ready to go. Right. But then we both kind of agreed like, okay, we're basically going to like sneak him in here. Right. Like we're not going to activate him on the way. We're going to wait until we get there. And um, we activating, we activate him by drawing his sigil somewhere in the building or the room that we're in. And uh, and then he's you know free to get to work. Yeah. But you saw him before we had. Yeah. Before we had him. done that. Right. Yeah. So I felt like, hmm, did you know something else bring that out? Yeah. Or... Yeah. So where where did you see him? Because I remember you mentioning it to me. Yeah. It was just um, we were doing the tour. We got there. We, so we were with another group of people who were there for um, New Year's. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Yorktown, it's not cheap to get the place for the night. So you don't want to do it with just two people. Right. You can bring, you know, 10 unless, people. Unless, you know, you got some money. Right. Some right. YouTube yeah. Money unless you, yeah. Unless you got that Patreon, Patreon money. money. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, we got a tour from a friend of mine when, you know, when we got there and it was on the labor and delivery ward. Oh, uh, we were walking down the hall and 
it's uh there's no windows in this place like the window there are windows obviously but the glass is no longer there and there's plants growing in the windows and everything most of them are busted out out. but there's metal grating yeah covering they're blocked up every window yeah yeah um but the moonlight was coming in a neat little way into the into the room and i like twice Mm -hmm. on the way down and on the way back I looked into that room and I swear to God, dead ass, there was Kurt looking at a cell phone both times. Yeah. And it was the way the moon like fell on it that I was able to like see. It was almost like the glow from the moon became the glow from my cell phones. Right. And right. I mean, explain away, listener, dear right. listeners, explain Paradolia, that away if you yeah, like. Yeah. But I know that that was Kurt. <laughs> I know my boy, Kurt. Because we get a feeling yeah. when he's around. Like, right. we have programmed that into his existence. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like he has keywords and signifiers. Right. That, Smells, colors. Right. Things. If those things show up, yeah. we know it's him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he had a, a grin on his face and he looked in good spirits, even though we were kind of like, ugh. It was roaches everywhere in this place. The bugs were terrible. I'm like covered in bug bites too. I don't know if you are. I'm not at all. Oh, I have so many like mosquito bites on my legs. Yeah. So we should probably talk about the condition of the building. (laughs) Definitely. Because it is pretty decrepit. Yeah. You know, we've already mentioned like nearly every window in this place is broken to some degree, um, especially ground level because the caretaker said that, you know, once a month or so, right? People break in to either squat there or you know shoot up or get high or whatever, right. and they have to call the police and run them out. Yeah. And he even told us during the tour, he was like, "If anything happens or goes wrong, call nine one one. Yeah, don't call us. Do call not call me. <laughs> call nine one one. Leave the building if you can. You know, right. safely and orderly. And yeah, yeah." So, yeah, this and there are definitely some rooms um, in some areas where you can tell like, like, I don't know if you noticed we when we went down into the basement, for whatever reason, um, there is a room down there that they say is the was the, the priest quarters. Uh huh. Yeah. And so it has like a bedroom that's a bedroom, a bathroom and more like a common area living room thing. It's separated by a very strangely constructed half wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a couch and a chair and like a dining room table and a couple of dining chairs in the common room. But it looked like the couch had been set on fire. Oh, and yeah. It was yeah. like almost completely burned. And it looked like there had been a fire on the ground. Yeah. As well. Because it was just like a concrete right. ground. Yeah. So I didn't uh, see that couch, but I noticed that some of the wall was burnt away. Mm -hmm. Like these walls are constructed with literally just sheets of, of, uh, sheet, sheet rock. Right. Yeah. It's, um, there's no, there's not even really any framing Mm -hmm. in them. (laughs) So it's just like major holes in sheet rock. And of course we saw that one wall is completely buckled. And I mean, it is broken in half midway down. I mean, it's hard for me to even explain what I'm talking about, but imagine that you're in a hallway and one side of it is like a 90 degree angle poking out. It's like it is curved toward you. Yeah. Like, so it's just bowing in towards the hallway. 
and it I, it is terrifying yeah. to fucking walk past because it it's like literally looks, gonna, yeah you're gonna get caved in right. like at and, any and moment they have put zero like support structure right. into that to try and you know salvage it or right. keep it from crumbling any farther it's kind of fucking wild yeah it's terrifying yeah i didn't like i mean that was another reason i didn't like being down there yeah because it looks at any moment like it might cave in on top of you so i mean i walked away from that place thinking um holy shit this place should be condemned right like it it is in condemned condition right. yeah uh it has all of it meets all the requirements for condemnation it's yeah. like uh Structural problems, infestation of mm-hmm. bugs, mm-hmm. Uh, just a general nuisance, a safety hazard. Right. For sure. In fact, I am amazed that I didn't have to sign like a waiver form yeah. going into this place yeah. because it is a lawsuit nightmare. Yeah. Just looking at it. Yeah. Uh, there, um, most of the rooms on the ground level floor, I remember, were barred off. Yeah. So like... Basically, they had no doors. There was just a door frame. Um, so you could see into the room, but it was, uh, it had like a, you know, three foot by three foot uh, metal grating, grating. Yeah. You know, like screwed in across the doorway. So it's like you could have crawled under if you right. really, really wanted to, but. Yeah, the general no, idea is nobody, like, no. Nobody's that fucking I know, desperate, nobody, I don't think. I don't. I mean. And the it, rooms were just full. Most of them were just full of stuff yeah just junk just junk and piled I, up a lot of it looked like stuff people probably brought there like lots of stuffed mm. animals and just mm, right uh i don't know just trash lots of trash yeah just everywhere and yeah. um you think about how dust kind of accumulates in corners this is like it doesn't even look like 40 50 years of dust it looks like a hundred years yeah, of dust right and glass and right. all kinds of stuff just bits just, of ceiling just falling. yeah just falling yeah yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't look like a place that at any given moment something is going to fall, cr- like fall in on you, mm-hmm. but it definitely does have evidence of that. It's right. like when we were in the nu- the nuns' quarters upstairs, yeah. and some of the ceiling had fallen onto the, the ceiling, ceiling fan. fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, you know, just that perched, happened. Perched there perfectly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But there was like, there wasn't any point where I felt like I was going to fall through the floor right which was very reassuring but everything else and there were certain areas for sure that you know you could tell they kind of took better care of or cleaned up a little more regularly um the nuns quarters like yeah. the basically the common room upstairs in the nuns quarters was one of the cleanest areas in the whole building. Right. And when we were up there uh, later on in the night, I remember saying like, it didn't even feel like it was in the same building. Right. Like it felt like a completely different place. Yeah. I mean, it still felt abandoned, but right. <laughs> it was still dusty. Right. But uh, yeah, it was, I mean, obviously there were some effort went into reconstructing that room. Mm-hmm. So um it was it was definitely recognized that some effort had gone into yeah. it. But, I mean, it still had structural problems. Even in that room, there's a door in that room that goes out onto the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't even locked, but you could not open it because it had one of those um, latches that turn where you, where you would put a padlock in it if you turn it horizontal. Right. But to get it open, you turn it vertical and slide the pad the latch yeah. through but the, it was permanently it wasn't rusted it was permanently turned in a way that you could not turn it the other way you would have to 
pull the door shut to line up the slots mm. for it to go through, but the door would not close because of the structural yeah. Yeah. problems. So we couldn't get out that door. Not that I would have gone right. on the roof anyway. <laughs> but I think um, one thing I would like to see is that um, apparently, according to uh, news articles, they may have like a helipad on the roof somewhere because they would um they worked you with think, well they, they worked they the newspaper specifically said that they worked with emergency services in san antonio to mm-hmm. airlift people from that hospital to san antonio hospital but when, how would they get them to the roof i don't know and how would they get them off the roof i'm like maybe well maybe they they just had a helicopter land maybe in the they back. just fucking stop traffic in yeah, the street it's and possible plonk down you know yeah it's possible but somewhere they had helicopters land yeah that's a good point about how would they get them to right, the roof because right. they don't even have an elevator. Right. Or maybe they did have an elevator, but we didn't have we access didn't to it. see it. Yeah. Hmm. Some of those doors on the first floor were like... Surely there would have been a story about someone who fell down the elevator <laughs> shaft. <laughs> so she and got their head then, cut off. Yeah. Haunting yeah. the yeah. basement forever. Yeah. Or was locked in there and they murdered yeah. everybody. Right. Uh, out of annoyance. They were locked in there with like the most annoying person <laughs> ever and had to kill them. They just had to do it. The person that owns the hospital also owns the Black Swan Inn. Mm-hmm, right. And I like the Black Swan Inn, but I don't think that um, the hospital should be open for tours. I think it's right. too dangerous right. nowadays to... And I mean, I don't know what it was like 10 years ago mm-hmm. when they first started doing this. Mm-hmm. So, Or however many years ago it was when, when it was opened up for tours. Yeah, I wonder how long it sat empty before they bought it. Yeah. Because if it closed, it was a rehabilitation center of some sort, maybe. Right. Um, is the word on the street. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. From uh, the Wikipedia. 92, right? Uh, yeah, I think 91 or 92 is what the Wikipedia article says. But the, the Wikipedia article does not cite a single source. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know what that, where that comes from. Right. We know that people like to say that 2,000 people died in the hospital um, but as far as I can tell, that number was completely derived from the Ghost Adventures episode mm-hmm. where they had a doctor who worked in the hospital say about 50 people died per year. Right. And then that was the quick math was done to come out to 2000. Right. Uh, in another podcast that I listened to on the subject, they cited that the the hospital had only had 9000 admissions the whole time it was in operation. Right. Uh, so for uh, a, pro- a portion of 2000 uh, deaths would be astronomically right. unstatistical. Right. Yeah. Right. So that number is probably not true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe, maybe 50 people a year in the whole of Yorktown yeah. may have died, but not at that hospital. Yeah. <laughs> right. 2,000 is the number of people that live in the town. That would right. be the whole population of the town died right. over the, you know. Over the course of 40 years? Right. 30, 40 years? Yeah. If you think about how many people have died from COVID in Austin, I think it's like 1,200. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, with a pandemic. Right. And what that number probably is without a pandemic is, you know, a small fraction. Right. Yeah. Right. And 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 we have two million people. I mean, the MSA, the Austin MSA, is two million yeah. citizens. So. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't know where they they just come up with this stuff. Or I know, make it up as they go along. Right. We know they do. <laughs> big money television shows. That's right. You got to throw out those big numbers. Yeah. Big scary numbers. Right. Two thousand deaths. 
And, the, you know, the newspaper uh, articles for, you know, died at Yorktown Memorial Hospital are mostly grannies and grandpas, you mm-hmm. know, you know, mm-hmm. old folks. Yeah. So um, there is a chapel at Yorktown. Yeah. Right. The big story at Yorktown. Well, the one that stuck with me and maybe this primarily came from the other team um, who like spent a lot of time out there. Yeah. Cause I don't, did ghost adventures mention the demon in the chapel? Yeah. Cause, uh, well, before they had even got there, they're like, we're there for the D. Oh, that's right. (laughs) When I hear that D word. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So demon in the chapel, classic, classic fucking haunting shit. Um, and there's also, uh, supposedly, nuns that don't like attack people in the chapel and the nuns quarters upstairs yeah so the the overlook of the right there's like a balcony yeah the balcony area in the chapel of the chapel is uh on the same level as the nuns quarters right so it's considered like their domain although i Mm -hmm. imagine all types of people were probably up there in the oh yeah but um yeah, it said that if you're tattooed and you go into the... And they yep. didn't like men in there, spe- uh, right. supposedly. No men in the nuns' yeah. quarters. And definitely nobody with tattoos. Definitely not men with <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> Double whammy in the nuns' quarters. Right. Or in that balcony, chapel balcony. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was really excited Uh to go rouse up this demon. Um, I had a very, uh, Hey, yo demons. It's me, your girl energy. You demon fox. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I have many, many tattoos, uh, as do you. So yeah, we're both tattooed. Yeah. So, um, I was really ready to get scratched and choked. Choking is another thing they do. I was ready to get fucking kinky with this demon. Okay. Basically. Choke Um, me daddy. (laughs) Okay, uh, did you hear, so the the group that we were with, um, the host for the evening, hostess for the evening, not a, a cake, not a hostess cake, but the lady host. She's a snack, though. <laughs> she is a very sweet yeah. lady. Okay. Um, she highly encouraged costumes yeah. for this evening. Um, you know, nun costume, doctors, nurses, to try and like... Um, agitate if if that would yeah rouse any additional activity and so there were was one guy who was dressed as a priest and uh i think his wife or partner yeah was like oh yes father but then they were making jokes about calling him daddy so (laughs) (laughs) sorry that brought that memory up i did not think about that i remember that guy yeah i did not think about that about that guy (laughs) There were two guys as just as priests. Well, there was an actual member of the clergy there. So true. Oh, yeah. my God. Our friend Philip. Yeah, I totally forgot. Our friend Philip. Yeah. The yeah. actual. Uh, yeah. I mean, he came in the priest, in the collar. Uh, you know, he's not he's not a priest. Yeah, he's a minister. He's um, Episcopalian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ba- well, I think he was raised Baptist and educated Baptist, but mm-hmm. isn't is now in the, with the Episcopalian. I don't know. Um, but he wore his legit yeah, vestments, right, his right. stole and not no Amazon costume. Right, right. Yeah. Legit deal. Yeah. 
And I, of course, uh, had my ordained minister parking <laughs> pass on my rearview mirror, just in case somebody wanted to tow me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. Newsflash. I became an ordained minister after. Uh, Thanks, know, Internet. Yeah. Looking at the perks of doing so. Actually, somebody just told me we have an ordained minister on our team. And I was like, oh, yeah. Anything you they can do, I can do to better. They use that as a holier than thou. Yeah. Kind of. They did use it in a little bit of gatekeeping. Right. Yeah. Right. So I was like, well, let's see what all this is about. <laughs> and apparently you can just do it for free. And there are churches that exist solely for se- for selling you a uh, minister parking pass yeah. and press pass. So, you know, I mean, people get ordained and they create uh, legitimate careers out yeah. of officiating marriages and right. things like that. Right. So. I'm not trying to poo-poo them. Yeah. I just uh, Mason is actually ordained. Yeah. He uh officiated some of our friends. Yeah. Wedding. Uh in Texas, you actually don't even have to be um oh. an ordained minister to officiate um, you know, any well, type I of might ceremony. be lying then. He might not be ordained. Well, I I mean it's not people are, you know, it's not hard to do. Right. Apparently. Clearly. <laughs> you can do it in thirty seconds on the internet for free. Um but yeah, like I think our my wedding, my I think my wedding uh, certificate is signed by uh, my friend Ellen, and it says like secular priestess or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, and she's not ordained. She's just she's not even like as far as I know any type of uh, religious clergy of paganism or what you know whatever. She's Wiccan, so mm-hmm. I don't think she's. Any, I don't know. I don't know what her Wiccan creds are right. or, <laughs> or whatever, you know, in her, in her trad. Um, but you can, anybody can claim there is no, in Texas, yeah. there is no um, legitimacy. No, I don't want to say that. There is, <laughs> there is legitimacy uh, because it means something when someone does it, hopefully. Right. But there are no requirements for uh, to become an ordained minister to officiate a union of two people yeah so there you go kids become an ordained minister and yeah officiate your friends weddings there you go and pay thirty dollars to get your uh, minister parking pass. Your minister parking pass Hell press yeah. pass little little badge to wear it says clergy a uh, little certificate is, you know it's the i am ordained with universal life church it's uh wow. i forget their little tagline but it's something like we are all children of the cosmos and i'm like fuck nice. yeah yeah yes yeah so uh, where were we going with this conversation? Sorry. The demon. All right. Demon. Yeah. Well, I, so the demon was not impressed by my ordained minister status, by the way. Clearly not. <laughs> I really, um, I don't know. We, I think everybody like really gravitated towards the chapel first. Yeah. Um, like once the tour was done and everybody was kind of like, okay, go do your thing. Like, Everyone went to the chapel, yeah, including us. Um, and uh, like the whole first half hour, 45 minutes was about uh, trying to antagonize, provoking in the chapel, provoke this uh, demon and or priest, yeah, and or not. I feel like the first provocation was, um, uh, someone who was a pagan Mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, uh, get. Uh, rise out of christians right christian spirits right she was she stood um up on the pulpit and you know was saying like uh i denounced the church and uh it's okay for women to get abortions and for uh 
gay people to marry and right. you know all this all this uh, talk that would have been extremely uh radical and not accepted in the 1950s 60s yeah. in a uh catholic right run establishment yeah um so yeah uh there was they were taking a lot of pictures as this was happening um which i don't know have you heard anything about no i haven't i know that um sharon the hostess sharon Mm -hmm. uh she takes pictures in a way where she's just a front-facing camera um, but she takes them over her shoulder and it's to oh, like, is a little bit of trickery right. to try to catch something that unaware behind her. Yeah. 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 I know. I remember her doing that. Um, cause she was up on the balcony yeah. in the chapel and, um, taking pictures both behind her and down towards the main level of the chapel. Um, but, um, Sharon is, um sensitive right or or she uh yeah yeah she is like she has you know yeah she definitely she has some intuition yeah 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 so and i think there were a couple of other people there the same yeah um our friend philip is clairvoyant to some degree sensitive um and he was feeling things touching him and feeling presence that was agitated and was trying to pull him and the other um the other lady off of the pulpit and um and was you know seeing things so I, they were taking pictures to see if they could capture any visual anomalies or trying to see some of the same oh my god <laughs> so i'm showing Brittany a photo right yes. now that was taken taken at the time that she's talking about and philip in this picture i remember that the reason it looks like this is because mm-hmm. somebody else's flash was going off sharon's flash was going right. off when i took my picture right um and philip this is right when philip said that he was being touched yeah. and he just he's looking up in a direction where he senses something and he just has the craziest look on his face. Yeah. Um, So this was actually a flash was going off, but otherwise we were in the dark. Yes. So the way that people look in this photo is how they were expecting to look in the dark. So these, these looks on their faces are um, just kind of in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He looks up. I'll put that on the website. Yeah. You have like captured like the fight or flight moment like he looks torn between like super pissed off like all right dude stop fucking touching me and like i need to get the fuck out of here yeah yeah he's definitely this guy is fucking touching me he's definitely affected yeah this picture yeah i have not shown him this picture so i probably should he'll be like oh my god (sighs) he will have a residual feeling from Mm -hmm. the he's gonna have a reaction that's really how, why I haven't shown him this because yeah. I like, want to give him a f- few days. It, it to, gives me a fucking reaction, like seeing yeah. him look like that. He's like looking. This is a terrible picture because it, it, people were moving, but uh, this was taken just a few seconds later. And yeah. He's like looking up, right? And well, because I think he was he was saying like the guy was grabbing the back of his neck, yeah, or, behind or like his him. collar, trying to pull him down off the pulpit. Yeah. So it looks like he's you know. He's got his head tilted back a little bit, like shoulders tucked up, like he's trying to shrug somebody's hand off the yeah, back of his neck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it did. I mean, it got a little tense in there. And right. I, I don't know if that in that tenseness was 
something supernatural or mm-hmm. it was just the fact that um we had a very mixed audience mm-hmm. i feel like we had people um who didn't know each other there right so we have this like very anti-christian um provocation going on and i wasn't sure how everyone in the room mm-hmm. felt about that mm-hmm. especially there was a elderly couple sitting in the back who didn't speak much the whole time they were there right and um they were just kind of quiet and observing but i was uh wondering you know like if we did a temperature check in the room right now like what would everybody right be feeling right at that moment so i was a little tense i think like this woman who's unfortunately i did not catch her name uh who was doing the provoking i was just like i i, I am not a christian i'm a mm-hmm. pagan so she was saying some of these like very flagrant things and i was just like oh you know like oh god that's gonna yeah. cause a problem <laughs> Like I audibly gasped at least twice. So, I mean, it's not like she wasn't saying anything horrible. And maybe I was just compelled to gasp because that was the intensity in the room. Mm -hmm. Like if she had said that thing, if she were in the room right now saying those things, I would be like, oh, yeah, fuck those guys. (laughs) Fuck those oppressors or or whatever. But but yeah, like they're in the minute. It just it felt strange. But to that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we kind of hung out, did the provoking, and I really do. I I don't condone provoking, you know, of anything because you don't really know um, what what's actually behind a haunting or what's actually behind activity. Um, Kindred spirits. I don't know how much you have watched of it, but um, almost never. I think I've seen one episode. You should watch it. You I gotta really stop should. being such a luddite, right? It's actually good. Is it on the Discovery? I, listen, I have like three months. Of it's Discovery. on your Plex. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not breaking along. <laughs> I download, I download shit. I don't even know what I'm downloading. It's- I think there's two seasons on okay. on there. Um, but they there are several episodes where, you know, they are going into a residence and the the people are like very scared and you know they're having kind of I don't want to say typical demonic activity. But, you know, they're, they're feeling oppressed or scared, you know, maybe getting scratched. Um, and uh, Amy and Adam kind of do their thing and do research. And during the investigation and afterwards, you know, they they kind of come to a completely different conclusion. Yeah. And, and they say, it doesn't seem like it's demonic. It just seems like, you know, it's trying to get your attention. And this is the only way right. that it has been successful in doing that. And actually, you know, it seems like something more benign. Um, anyway, sidetrack. Uh, well, I mean, that's actually a really good point in, in that um, I think we've talked about it before, about how uh, your perception will change mm-hmm. um, how you are experiencing life in an environment. Right. So, and, and vice versa, how your environment will change your perception. Right. I definitely think that's going on at Yorktown. You'll mm-hmm. notice everything is depressing or evil that's going on. And the place is also very depressing. Right. And dilapidated. Right. And just, you know, it's like, bleh, yeah. you don't want to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, um, you don't get positive feelings. Right. Uh, while you're there. Yeah. No good vibes. Yeah. And at I, Yorktown. it makes me sad because I feel like, um, I don't know the Felician sisters from Tuesday, mm-hmm. but I've known nuns and they weren't bad people at all. They weren't right. strict. They weren't right. that, that TV trope of the strict nun who smacks your hand with 
a ruler. I'm not saying yeah. they don't exist because my husband was an altar boy and went to Catholic <laughs> school, so I know they do. Um, but they weren't always, not all nuns are like that, especially right. in that time period, like in the, not maybe not so much the 50s, but the 60s, like nuns were heavily involved in the civil rights movement and mm-hmm. things like that. And priests were too. And you know, I talked about um, the nun who was involved in the opioid crisis and ending, you know, some of the opioid crisis in Kentucky. I don't remember her name, but I just saw her in that really uh, engrossing series, Dope Sick on Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, which you'll cry every episode if you grew up in the <laughs> South because you know somebody yeah. like that show that was addicted to opioids. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel bad that, every, you know, the nuns that the history of the nuns in Yorktown Hospital is that of a strict nun right. and, and, you know, a hateful nun. Right. And I don't think that that was really mm-hmm. how it was. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, yeah, no, I agree. So I just, even before we got there, just hearing stories from other people, um, other teams, whatever, I really got it into my head that there was no demon in Yorktown. Uh, and, you know, one reason being, I don't really believe in demons. I mean, yeah, the, I don't want, I also, I'm agnostic about demons. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I, I definitely didn't think there was some kind of fire and brimstone, right. You know, demonic entity in this place. Um, and the more I thought about it, I thought, okay, well, what if, you know, kind of following this egregore route, what if this is either a, just a thought form, um, you know, something that has formed over the years from people telling this story of a demon and others coming into this space, feeding that notion, you know, probably doing exactly what we were doing and antagonizing right. that entity. So not just pouring energy and thought into it, but negative right. energy exactly. and thought into it or fear into it. Right. And, you know, either something was just completely created from that, or what if some other energy or even a spirit, you know, a a spirit of a deceased person kind of just slipped into that role because so much energy was being fed into it. Right. You know? Like, so, God damn, now I got to wear this mask. Right. Because it's the only way I can get some food. Right. It, you know, it, who's to say that something couldn't say, oh, people are really into this demon thing. I'm going <laughs> to cash in on it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really wanted... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had a notion of like, fuck, I'm dead. Now I have to get a job. Right. Being a demon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, that's hell. Like that is hell for me. Having to work after I'm dead. Yeah, right. All right. Gotta carry make, on. Sorry. Make meet somehow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my, one of my really, um, something I wanted to do in going to Yorktown was confront this demon. But not with the thought that it was a demon, but that the thought it was something masquerading yeah. as a demon. Um, so we, when we could finally get the chapel to ourselves, uh, we did Estes. Um, and I went first as the receiver and you were asking questions. And we, we still, like, I haven't listened to the audio from anything yet, so I, I have no idea 
what questions you asked or, you know, I only remember a few of the answers yeah. that I gave. Um, I know there was one thing that uh, stuck out to me and I asked you about it afterwards uh, to see what question you had asked. So what, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember. <laughs> when uh, I said, get it from. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Blank. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what was your question that you had asked? I had, I really only had one question and I kept repeating, like, name yourself. What mm -hmm. is your name? Mm -hmm. You know, if you were a demon and tell me your demon name, you know, how many legions do you command? Are you fucking good at math? <laughs> you know, like what demon are you? How many legs you got? What are you riding in on yeah. a dragon or a horse? Right, right. You know, whatever, like what yeah. attributes of some like legitimate you, yeah, demons. Yeah, you were doing the hard 20 questions. Yeah, but mostly I wanted to know, like, what's your name? Like, right. say your name. Right. And, uh, yeah, you yeah. came up with that. Right, so my response at one point was, get it from Philip. Yeah, I'll play the clip, because okay. uh, oh, I have, it, yeah, I have yeah. it right here. Um, the quality is bad because I used one of those ancient, really crappy <laughs> recorders. What's your name, Marie? Get it from... Philip? <laughs> That's okay. my stupid laugh. I heard you laugh, Megan, so I guess that was relevant. <laughs> yeah, so Brittany can't hear me ask yeah. that question. You're not going to tell us your name, are you? And then, of course, right, Brittany says, get it from Philip. Get it from Philip. So I, I actually asked Philip, but he had nothing to say. So. Right. Philip being our friend who was also there. Yeah, our Episcopalian friend. Right. Uh, so I thought that was interesting and relevant. And it was really clear. I remember it being very clear. Yeah. when it came through. Um and there was there was a lot of stuff coming through during Estes which I ended up doing another session uh in the chapel later on kind of ran, ran into the same thing. There was it felt like there was a lot of stuff coming through that I couldn't quite make it out or it was multiple things coming rapid succession yeah, right. and I could only catch some of it. Yeah. I need to, when I was, had the headphones on, mm -hmm. I had that long string of numbers come through. Yeah. I have not, I need to write down what they are, but it was so funny because um, in that moment, I actually had a vision too. And it was like a game, like uh, every voice that said a number. So I, I let out a very long string of numbers and they right. came sequentially pretty quickly. Yes. Uh, but there was some delay in between the numbers, but um, in my head, I could see it almost as like the scene from that 70s show when they're all sitting at the table and the camera like switches to mm -hmm. each one of them. And every time it was like a new person and they just said a number and then it would be like a new, another person and they would say a number and every single one of them was in a different voice right and it was like a game like people were just piling their number on like oh you got a two well i got 27 or whatever it was yeah. just so strange yeah. so i need to piece them together and see right. what the significance if any you know is of course i mean i can make some significance yeah. from numbers <laughs> yeah well after you know you were like four or five numbers in i was like oh is this is this phone number you give <laughs> right. me your phone number so right. i can call you later and you continue to give numbers. Yeah, so it like, was mostly single right, digit okay. numbers. I think there was maybe one double digit in there. But yeah, I think there was one or two double digit yeah. numbers in there. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was really interesting. And you just like kept going. And I was like, oh, shit. I know. Okay. At some point I was laughing. I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, another one? Shit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was thinking, oh, man, I know Brittany doesn't have anything to write with I right know. now. I, I'm but, pretty sure I even said it. I was like, shit, I can't write this down, <laughs> but I'll, I'll listen to it again later and yeah. I'll jot it down. 
Um, during that, your same Estes session, you said, uh, stand up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we both stood up. I wasn't expecting you to stand up, but I did. And, uh, and a couple of minutes, maybe a minute went by. And I think you, I said, I'm going to sit down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're <laughs> like, I'm going to sit down now. And, but I stayed standing up and very shortly afterwards, I think you said you should stand up now. Yeah. And I so heard yeah, you, you should stood, stand. Yeah, yeah. You stood back up and uh, then a moment later it said, sit down. So we both sat yeah. down. Yeah. I don't know if that is like um, pertinent or related to any kind of Catholic service. I know there's mm, a lot of kneeling. Mm-hmm, right. Um, I'm certain that they're standing too. So I should ask Philip about that. Yeah. It's funny because when you were doing Estes earlier that night, um, one of the things I like to ask is, tell Brittany to stand up. Or that's one of the things I like to say. I like to say, like, that is a test, you yeah, know? Right. Like, if that happens, right. then, you know, you know that you're talking to something. Mm-hmm. If you tell them to tell you something and then you say it, mm-hmm. then you know. Yeah. Uh, so I always throw in there a tell Brittany to stand up. And this is the first time I think I'm telling you this. Maybe you've yeah. seen me say it to somebody else. I, I usually, you might have been in my presence when I tell other people, right? Or, or say it out loud and with other people. But that is, I'm like the cat's kind of out of the bag now because I'm gonna have to tell. Now tell, I'm gonna know. I know I'm gonna have to come in with like a control word or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Tell Brittany my safe word. <laughs> it's carrots. For now, it'll change. Uh, but yeah, I'm like. That's the that's the thing. Tell Brittany to say this. Yeah. Um, but to, but that night it was tell Brittany to stand up, and you didn't. But then I heard Later stand on, up. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, is am I really hearing this? Because I, I hate. I mean, stand up. I was asking the questions later, and you, I mean, you told me to stand up, so maybe it was just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'll wait until you're the one talking. And oh then right. I'll tell you to tell her to stand up. Maybe uh maybe they thought that I was Brittany and that you were maybe. Megan sometimes uh maybe we look alike but uh i get i love to say this i got 10 years on you <laughs> we're not twins there's 10 years in between us. i'm old anyway um you do not look like you have I know, 10 years on know me what? and i get told very frequently that i look much younger than i am yeah so it's because we still act like children and fucking go look for true. ghosts in abandoned buildings it's true and we do shit teenagers do butts and talk about football player butts yeah i was talking about that today watching the eagles play they won i'm like happy household the eagles won uh my husband is happy so uh, they're going to the playoffs if the vikings lose tonight oh shit yeah anyway <laughs> there's, our, there's our sports minute Ugh. i only know but uh, you know what all was i so can funny? do is nod and smile what's so funny is uh i think somebody was doing spirit box and they heard the name saquon and i was like that's a football player saquon barkley that's a football player like they must have been talking about the football player yeah, on the radio right, station right. and the guy was just like Saquon. So I thought that was funny, but the ghost of Saquon Barker <laughs> in the future, it's coming back to Yorktown. <laughs> Bar- Barker or Barkley? I think it's Barkley. Saquon Barkley. Anyway, whatever. Sorry. Anyway. I'm like, before we get an email, tell me <laughs> the right, correct name of this football player. I should probably Google it. No. Well, I know that first fine. name is Saquon because that's not a name you hear every day. There you and go. Plus, it's fun to say. <laughs> Saquon. <laughs> Shit. Um, but yeah. We, um, Barkley. Sorry. There you go. Latent Googling there. <laughs> yeah. So w- when you were doing Estes, I was, I basically was like, I don't think you're a demon. I think you're something else. And I want to know what that is. So 
what are you? Uh, and I asked, you know, were, were you ever human? Were you ever a flesh and bone person? Do you remember anything differently? Do you, you know, questions along that line. There wasn't, um, there wasn't any standout answers that I remember um, in relation to those questions. I mean, you know, you had the string of numbers, which I thought was fucking cool. Yeah. And then the commands, stand up, sit down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't remember anything super significant. Yeah. Man, it was, uh, I mean, I came to the conclusion, like, like I was talking, I'm like, let me pull up my chat with Philip because yeah. we talked about it afterward. And I said, I think by the end of the night, I'd come to the conclusion that nothing in this place is as it has presented itself or that mm -hmm. people have claimed it to be, but that it's one current with a lot of different faces. Right. Yeah. So I didn't even know your theory Mm -hmm. That you've just said about, mm -hmm. you know, slipping into a role or it being, I knew the egregore theory, right. um, but I just feel like it is one thing that does a lot, has a lot of different functions right. in the hospital. Right. It basically shows you what you want to see or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just like human consciousness. Right. It's like it, it, the hospital itself has become just this um, speaker, right? This it, magnifier, right? Or it, it has become like, um, you know, the the TV screen and you are programming yeah. what shows up on it yeah, with whatever thoughts you bring into it. So, right. I had a thought that um, I had said, I don't ever want to go back to this place because it's just dirty. We were going to spend yeah. the night there, but we noped we out of there yeah. because it was just bugs. There's roaches everywhere. Yeah. I even brought a tent just to pop inside the place in case there were critters and right. they were critters. Right. There were bugs on our food. And I was just like, Bleh. so I didn't want to come back. But now I'm thinking like we should do a Philip experiment with the hospital. Mm -hmm. We should create our mm -hmm. own story about Yorktown and tell a bunch of people. Right. And, you know, put it out there. And I mean, I guess that's a little disingenuous and I don't know the ethics of it, but <laughs> I mean, I don't want to tell people this story is fake, but right. it's real. But you I know? need you to believe right, it. Exactly. But I had had the idea to create a story, a well right. supported story. Right. And then see if we can make it happen at Yorktown. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, like, I mean, we could do that anywhere. But I think this place is especially ripe because so many people do it. Right. Already with right. all of these stories that can't be verified. And it, it just feels like that is where majority of the activity stems from. Yeah. At this particular location. It just feels like everything is created by the people that go there. Yeah. Not created by any actual event. Yeah. I mean, it honestly makes me wonder, like, what is the genesis of this story? Mm -hmm. Who made this up? Who mm -hmm. was the progenitor? Like, right. where did it come from? Right. Yeah. Who got the name TJ? Who thought of that? Yeah. Who thought of the pokey little puppy? I looked at, like, the year the pokey little puppy was published, and mm -hmm. it was, like, 1953. So uh, it would have to... Look, wait, actually, let me keep myself honest here. I'm going to Google it again. But um, because... I didn't actually look it up. I said, okay, Google, what year did the pokey little puppy come out? <laughs> uh, and it just told me. So I'm going to, oh, 1942. So it was within the time right, frame, right. but it would have been 
I mean, the book would have been 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So that's still, I mean, I read my kid books that are from it's a classic. 20 years. Well, it is now. A little puppy. Yeah, it is now. But I'm just like, if you were going to say a kid's book. Right. Like you could say Pokey Little Puppy or, you know, if you give a right. mouse a cookie, but you know, if you gave a mouse a cookie came out in like 2003 right. or whatever. Right. I'm trying to think of another one, like Frosty the Snowman, mm-hmm. you know, that came Clifford out. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. 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 I am really curious now about, you know, like, A, how long Yorktown sat abandoned before it was purchased. Um, if it was owned by anyone before, you know, the current owners that we know of. And um, why why they bought it yeah and you know who the first paranormal team was to go in yeah where all these stories came from originated from i know it's like it's a huge undertaking like that would be a a pretty hefty um research project and it's not it's just one place right right it's like i feel like especially after um lavaca lavaca county jail which is the last the investigation we did before this, which yeah. we have yet to talk about, um, but there was a lot of that kind of information available because the current t- caretakers, like, they don't own it, but they were, like, the first team to really go in there and investigate um, when it was just sitting abandoned. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, they are the source for a lot of the first experiences. Yeah. But it just, it just feels like Yorktown, like Yorktown is a stage and it's just playing the stories that people bring in. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, That's the only reason I want to go back is so that we can make our own little play. Dang it, I did not want to go back to this place. It's also quite pricey to, I mean, it's like, five, How much was it's, it? it's 500 a night. Mm-hmm. If, but if you bring more than 10 people after 10, it starts to be $50 per person. Oh. So for like, I think it was a total of $750 for all of us. Oh, wow. Yeah. But we all paid right. $50. Right. Yeah. So um, if you, it's not a place that you want to go to just one or two people unless you have yeah. cash. Yeah. Very true. I mean, it's not a place I want to go one or no. two people anyway. Mm-mm. It's, no. it's just dangerous. And, and like, like yeah. what if a wall fell on us? Right. Like, we, right. we'd just be, I mean, they would come for us in the morning, but we might be dead by then or at, by the roaches, you know, or the critters. Yeah. So. And there, I think for most of the evening, you and I were by ourselves. Yeah. Pretty much. So it wasn't like, you know, it would be much different if it was just you and me or a much smaller group. But I think just knowing that there were, you know, six, seven other people somewhere around the building was a little reassuring. Yeah. I mean, if you if you had fallen and you couldn't get up, you could scream and somebody would hear you. Right. Yeah. But if it were just you and I and we screamed, there's a restaurant next door, but um, I don't know. (laughs) Somebody in the alleyway might hear. I don't know. Depends on, you know, the situation. Yeah. 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 yeah, really, the only place that I wanted to be while we were there was in the chapel. Yeah. Like, we did the tour and walked around. There was one other place that I felt, like, drawn to. And 
I guess it was the labor and delivery end yeah. of the hallway on the main floor. Um, and just while we were walking down there, I don't know, like it just felt like I wanted to spend more time down there and check things out more. Oh, and we well, it, well, we didn't because every time we were kind of floating around looking for another place to go, there would be other people down there. Right. And I think that um, Sharon had said that someone named Pam yeah. was, and we had no Pams on our, in our party. So right. I guess she was speaking about picking up on a spirit. Pam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe there was something down there and we just never ended up going down there. Uh, you and me anyways. Um, we did go upstairs for a little bit and hung out in the nuns quarters. And that was actually like the last place that we went during the evening. And it just, I don't know if maybe we were just like tired at that point. Yeah. But the, just, air, the air quality there is pretty bad mm-hmm. and I was not feeling good. In fact, I felt crappy for the next day. I felt so crappy that today I went and got a COVID mm-hmm. test and it was negative. Thank God. Uh, but I felt crappy. Yeah. My nose was stopped up. And I had a headache and chest pain just yeah. from all breathing all that stuff right. in my lungs. Right. Yeah. But it just didn't feel like anything was going on up there. Yeah. Um, and the only other place was the basement. And I did not want to go down there. Like, I felt okay being down there, like, at, when we were doing the tour with the group. But you and me w- tried to go down there, and I just didn't want to go like we were at the stairwell and you know the option was either go up or go down and I did not want to go down but I was like I'm gonna push myself to go and so I just started walking down the stairs and you very thankfully followed me because otherwise (laughs) I would have turned around and ran straight back up um but even once we got down there we just kind of stopped in you know the the intersection of the hallways yeah. and, and I just didn't not want to be down there yeah, at all. I think I got the proverbial heebie-jeebies um, when you turned your light or you had stuck your light mm. into another room and I didn't have a light on me. Yeah. I was just using your light. Um, so I was standing in that crossroads and it was just like pitch black in every direction. Right. And I was like, Oh God, like if I move right now, I'm going to get disoriented because I can't see, there's no beacon yeah. to, as to like know which way is which. And right. I was just, I mean, it was, we looked down the hallway, you shine the light down the hallway and it was, it was, I think that hallway we did not go down during the tour. It was the mm-hmm. one that would be straight ahead. Like if the, the wine cellar room, which was mm-hmm. just a room with a bunch yeah. of beer bottles in it. Uh, was to the right, it would be straight ahead. And it wasn't a long hallway. It would have been directly under the entrance to the hospital. Right. But um, it looked creepy to me because Mm -hmm. we hadn't been down there. And also, I mean, we both had the fear of the the very corporeal, like there might be a hobo down here. Like a real fucking person. Yeah. Yeah, which terrifies me literally more than anything (laughs) is running into a real person in any location. Yeah. I just did do a lot of urban exploration and we're running into hobos all the time. And usually they're pretty, they're pretty nice. They just want you to get the fuck out of the living right. room. Right. Or whatever, you know, or ask if you got a cigarette, which I, I didn't, but I used to, when, when I would do photography, I would carry like, um, just a pocket full of change or $1 bills just to like have something to give to somebody so that they would leave me alone. Yeah. 
Um, or just like as a sign of goodwill, like, thank you for letting me take some pictures of your space. I'm here's a few bucks or it sounds so pompous when I say it like, <laughs> like here, peasant, have here a few dollars. Right. Ones. I don't mean it like that. Don't like, spend them all in one place. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm like, okay, I sound like a fucking asshole. This is why nobody likes me. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was the possibility that there could be mm-hmm. some real ass people down there mm-hmm. sleeping. Um, so, or doing drugs or whatever. Right. You know, there's a lot of spaces to hide yeah. down there. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of spaces to hide in the whole fucking building. Well, I mean, but, like, you could literally be in the same room with the person and not right. know because there's just shit everywhere. Right. And they could just be behind, like, a stack of asbestos tiles and yeah. you wouldn't even know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was just like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you had seen that couch down there and that couch is probably a good signifier yeah, fire that was like, some people right. had been here doing some right. shit. Like, yeah. I don't even know if the owners know that they have a burnt ass couch in the basement. Like, they could have been the whole damn building burned down, mm-hmm. you know? So whoever started that fire probably put it out too. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, we, you know, I was thinking about it later and I was thinking, you know, why, why was I so drawn to one space and super, super repelled by the other? Uh, and I can think of plenty of reasons, but I kind of wondered, you know, what if uh, I was drawn to, the area with no activity (laughs) and repelled by the area where there would have been a lot of activity because I, you know, I I always say that I am as sensitive as a brick wall and nothing ever fucking happens to me on investigations for the most part. Like I, I might have some weird stuff like, slightly strange occurrences or interesting things happen but i've never had like a like full body apparition right i've never had one of those like defining like oh my god moments where you know you see an apparition or get touched or you know hear something yeah totally unexplained i mean i have heard something fucking weird but that's another story for a different time (laughs) not at yorktown but even that, it wasn't just crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, well, what if that's because I am drawn to the places where nothing's going to happen? Yeah, but maybe you're like a battery drainer or whatever. Right. You know, you're right. A, I'm a repeller. Um, well, I mean, let's test that theory next time we do something and we'll just fucking not do what you say. We'll just do the opposite of what you think you should do. Oh, okay. That's going to be a fun well, game. Well, I was kind of trying to do that with going to the basement because, yeah. like, I didn't want to go. But I was like, just go. Like, I didn't know that you didn't want to go because you were like, mm, let's go to the basement. And I was like, okay, I, I guess you must have been having, like, an ex- existential uh, right. crisis I, in Internally, your head. I was like. <laughs> 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 like, even just when we got to the stairs, I was like, mm, we should go you down s- here. You said something to me. You were like, yo, you should c- carry your microphone a different way or you're going to hit it or something like yeah. that. That was like, okay, this is weird small talk, but. I didn't want you to bust up your brand new microphone yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Sorry. No. Sorry I was being weird. No, you weren't being weird. I mean, how can you be weird in a fucking hospital that's been <laughs> abandoned? I mean, let's just, it's owned, but let's just say it's abandoned. Yeah, right. You know what's so um, kind of unfortunate is I read about a program that is big in England where uh, people who own like commercial properties 
um, they don't want it to become like what Yorktown mm-hmm. is, right. like a place where people break into squat right. and do drugs. Right. So what they do is they have people move in and live there and they kind of act as like a security guard mm. or as a guardian of the property. Mm-hmm. I forget. It's called guardian of the something. Um, so they act as a guardian of the property and they keep it you know, clean and in usage and they maintain like the boiler or whatever. And in, you know, in exchange, they get to live there either for free or for extremely cheap. Right. So I'm like, that would have been perfect for something like this. It's really kind of sad. Yeah. You know, but unless the place has like uh, damage, like asbestos that they're not telling us about. (laughs) Right. I mean, (laughs) that's a huge liability. Asbestos tiles are usually like, as long as you don't disturb them and they're still laid on the floor, mm-hmm. it's pretty. You can have them forever, and they're not going to make you sick. But once you start digging them up, and I saw stacks of tiles in that place, I was like, oh, I'm not going in there. Um, but you know, and I saw um, lots of um, insulation, like mm-hmm. fiberglass insulation, mm-hmm. and that stuff has asbestos in it if yeah. it's old enough, which is definitely would have been right. in, in the lead paint chips and stuff right. like that. Yeah, so. I'm just like, oh, that place is maybe unlivable. I mean, even it's just it's built in the 1950s. And I was talking to Brittany when we were there, like my grandparents' house was built in the early 1900s mm-hmm. and it's people live in it right now. Like it's perfectly fine. It has right. some plumbing issues, but, uh, you know, it's not crumbling like this place is. And what could make it like just deteriorate so quickly? Is it just the weather, the fact that they don't mm-hmm. have electricity and the it's expanding and contracting every summer right, and winter? Right. Or is it legitimately like something's fucking wrong mm-hmm. with the way this building was built? Right. Yeah. Built on the cheap, built on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Like built bad, bad right. construction, bad design, right. everything. Yeah. So that's, that's another interesting question is like, how did you, how did we get to this? Yeah. I'll post some pictures of it. I didn't, I didn't take, I didn't think to take a picture of the buckling wall at the, in fact, I don't think so, but it either, but it's going to be on our video. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I got a video right. of it. You're right. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have some video on the website. Video and pictures. So there's one other big thing that we have not talked about yet that happened in the chapel. That's right. We did some magics. <laughs> some magics. We did. We did do. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a little trickster magic. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah. So I, I've like basically become obsessed with Hermes since reading uh, Trickster and the Paranormal. And um, I've had a lot of Hermes related synchronicities pop up since I read that book. And um, it's kind of become a thing for me. Uh, so I really wanted to set up a, a small altar and do a little invocation to Hermes and invite him into that space to work with us. And um, so I did that and you did uh, oh, your yeah. thing. I, uh, I read uh, Hymn to Pan. I re- recited Crowley's Hymn to Pan. Yeah. I changed the words a little bit to make it a little more palatable, but I still ended up skipping a whole a whole line. <laughs> I was wondering in my head, why doesn't this rhyme? <laughs> this is supposed to rhyme. What happened? Um, but I, I still, I felt good. Um, the, I feel like in a sense, the weirdness did descend upon us in that moment. Mm-hmm. We were interrupted slightly. Like mm-hmm. you did your, I, I lit some incense and it, boy, it went crazy. It was yeah. Spenzoin. And 
uh, it caught on fire on accident. But I mean, it's not like we were burning the place down. Or right. Everything was contained yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, well shielded from fire containers. Um, but um, yeah, we had some, we alarmed some people, I think, with the incense mm-hmm. and they came to see what was going on. Uh, you finished your, you know, your, your yeah. invocation. I, right. It was a very on the fly, uh, half-assed invocation. And as soon as I did, um, one of the doors behind the altar slammed, yeah. closed. Um, but that being said, uh, this door had been moving all night. It was constantly getting pushed around by drafts and air just, you know, being sucked into and out of that room. But it, the timing was... Do not diminish your magic. I'm, I, I'm Do not, not rationalize. <laughs> I'm not at all. Like, I, it felt very poignant. Uh, but just to preface, that door didn't slam just out of nowhere. Well, I'll say that it slammed like that only one other time the whole mm-hmm. night. And mm-hmm. that was when you were actually up front and I was midway down the hall. And it was right after the big provocation happened, right when oh, we first got there. Right. Like you went to the front for something and I can't, yeah. I think it was coffee creamer. Yeah. And we were, I was going to make the coffee and then I heard a scream from the chapel. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went back and it was that woman mm-hmm. um, who was doing most of the provoking and she had gotten startled. They had said that the yeah. door, the door slammed well, very hard. Yeah, when it happened to us, uh, like after my invocation, like I, I know it scared the hell out of me, and we both like yeah. kind of said, "Oh," and yeah. turned and I made looked. That, yeah, I had that laugh. I don't know. I was like inspired by some kind of trickster devious laugh, yeah. but I had also just drank like a big gulp of scotch. Yeah, so. Um, I have it on video and I'll play it. Um, we'll put it on the website, but I'll also play it right now. Beep. Anyway, uh, I'm going to have to get the audio from the, the the good audio. Right. Um, but yeah, then I did my, my hymn to pan and, and even while I was singing that or reading that, um, the door was like open, shut, open, shut, open, shut. It felt like it was like somebody coming in and leaving, coming in and leaving or something like that. Uh, but it seemed to get much more active. The wind got mm-hmm. more active. I mean, it was like something from the movies. Just the breeze yeah. started coming through and that thing. Yeah. There was like a, a grate on the window that was rattling to yeah. the left. You know, it had been doing that all night, but it seemed to like really become right. more frequent. Right. While we were, you know, doing everything becomes like amplified and you notice, you know. Yeah. What's going on. Right. But I mean, there were, there were plenty of times in the chapel where it was like, just dead still like the wind had stopped and it was very quiet and calm but while we were doing our shit it was like full-on yeah wild like wind and everything rattling doors slamming making noise right people coming in right what the fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um it was definitely interesting and like later when you were in the confessional Mm -hmm. booth and doing Estes, it looked like somebody was walking around outside in the in the trees outside the window. Yeah. I even say it on the audio. I'm like, is somebody out there? I'm like, which window, Megan? No, the not directly completely, behind me? Okay, no, completely okay, across okay. And behind, where all those fireworks were going yeah, off earlier. Right. So I was like, is that somebody doing fireworks or whatever? Yeah. But then it was just quiet, but it looked like branches were being pulled back. <gasps> yeah, like all these branches are up against this broken mm-hmm. window, and it mm-hmm. looked like 
somebody was walking through and as they were walking through, they were pulling the branches out of their way, but it might've just been the wind. Right. But I mean, it looked like it would be one branch and then it would be the one next to it. And then the one next to it. And the, you know, it, like a right. wave, like a succession right. of branches moving like the, the, a, not alien, uh, Terminator or whatever, not Terminator, fucking predator, predator. <laughs> fucking predator. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> I'm shamed by my lack of eighties <laughs> movies. 90s 90s anyway whatever yeah so i that's completely unrelated to our magic but uh i forgot to mention that to you yeah because that's when i started hearing the bee too mm. and then i was just like all focus was i was like is that a fucking fly mm-hmm. what is that go away fly <laughs> i was like thinking oh she got her light on in there if i try to go in there and turn it off it's gonna spook her so i didn't touch it but yeah. It would have spooked me hardcore when I opened my eyes and yeah. it was dark. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. What the fuck? <laughs> That's the thing about Estes in a scary place is yeah. that I always get this weird feeling that um, when I put that that blindfold on and then I can't hear anything and I'm completely vulnerable mm-hmm. that I'm going to take it off and open my eyes and I'm going to be somewhere completely different. <laughs> like everything will have changed. That's kind of like. I'm just waiting for it to happen. I have day. literally never had that fear or that thought, but mm. now you've put it in my head. So there you go. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, I always feel like that first second is just going to be something completely fucked up. You know what it is, is um, I have dreams that sometimes I do dreams that I can remember uh, where I dream that I wake up and everything will be as it is mm-hmm. it, where I fell asleep, except for one fucked up thing. Like one time I saw the severed head of my brother in between my feet at the end of my oh, bed. My yeah. God. It was just, and then I know I'm like, Oh, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. I got to wake myself up. Yeah. And I try in my, it's so weird in my dream. I try to bite my fingers because I know that the pain will wake me up, mm-hmm. but it's not, I'm not really biting my fingers mm-hmm. in real life. So I can't feel anything. I'm biting the fuck out of my fingers. So it's, uh, it was like that. It's like that. I feel like I'm going to take, the blindfold off and everything's going to be like it is, but I'm going to be confronted with one fucked up, th- right? One fucked up thing, you know, that one weird oh, thing, geez. you know, it'll, it'll never happen, but it's just an irrational fear yeah. that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Or that everything will be different. And I'll be in a different place. I'll be a different person <laughs> in a different planet. Where do I get this stuff? <laughs> yeah. There, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of things that we planned to do that we didn't do as usual as usual that's <laughs> how it goes that is how it goes like i really thought we were gonna be just like all over this place we we had both bought new equipment that we wanted yeah. to play with and really only used it pretty minimally yeah um i bought a FLIR thermal camera and busted it out once um you had a oh the the tripwire yeah tripwire like it looks like a string of light up tampons <laughs> <laughs> each light is a an, an EMF, emf meter yeah and we did uh, we laid it across the spooky coffin that for some casket reason casket uh, coffin uh, sorry casket, casket. Well, oh what is the difference is a coffin like wood coffin and handmade is the wood yeah okay. okay and you and it has like the uh, tapered oh sorry it yeah. has the tapered yeah, shape yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Well, for whatever reason, there is a rusty ass casket in this yeah. place, uh, right at the uh, whatever you call yeah, it, right the altar. in front of the altar yeah. in the cathedral. Cathedral. Uh, Jesus, Chapel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of this exquisite fifteenth uh, century Catholic chapel. 
Um, no, but uh, we laid it across the casket mm-hmm. and then did Estes. And at one point, they went off and it's like, uh, it's just laying straight across the casket and it went directionally, like yeah. from left, from right to right left. To left yeah. yeah. Um, so that was interesting, but I mean, it's not nearly as much. Uh, action yes but you have you have had some interesting stuff happen with that at at other locations yeah at another location we actually um i laid it in a circle on a bed and then we did estes by putting the receiver in the middle of that circle Mm -hmm. and uh actually sharon the hostess she was with me um she was the receiver and one just one of the sensors started to go so there's 12 sensors in a circle uh, arranged this time in a circle you can do a straight line it's on a cord so you can arrange it any way you like um it's like a string of christmas lights yeah basically yeah um but one of the lights um would alternate between cool and hot basically uh, it goes from like pink all the way up to red mm-hmm. colors of the rainbow um so it would alternate between red and pink and all colors in between um in the sensor that was closest to her leg um, she said that she felt somebody touching her leg mm-hmm. and she even pointed to that area that right. was right and next to the sensor. she could not see the lights. Right. Like she was blindfolded. She couldn't see the lights at all. So she had no idea. Right. Even if, even if she up. wasn't blindfolded, she probably could not, the way it was right. arranged, she probably could not have seen it. Right. So uh, curious though, also in that general area was the SB11, which that's what she was using. She wasn't using mm-hmm. the same. So the SB11 has dual output. Um, we synchronized both output one and output two to run FM in the same direction at the same frequency. So we were essentially hearing what she was mm-hmm. hearing at the time. And every time it would go off, the, the SB11 was sitting next to that one sensor by her leg. Every time the um, the tripwire sensor would go off, we would hear something come mm-hmm. across the spirit box. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard lots of things come across the spirit box. Like, I mean, it's a, it's scanning through radio stations, so we could hear right. noise constantly. Uh, but it would only go off at certain times. And it wasn't the same radio station every time. Mm-hmm. But almost every time it went off, she would say something. And it would go off when she was pointing at her foot mm-hmm. or her leg. And it wasn't going off at other times when receiving other voices. So it made me think in my head, like, maybe this is the legitimate, like, it, in the scan, mm-hmm. these are the legitimate voices. And mm-hmm. the other things we're hearing are not. They're just right. radio stations. Right. So I was like, can this... Um, can this EMF reader um, essentially tell us what is legitimate and what isn't? Right. You know, can it be used as an extra divination mm-hmm. almost, you mm-hmm. know, can we... Just an extra indicator. Right, yeah, yeah. an extra sensor yeah. in, in conjunction with the SB11, which we didn't even try. Right. At your we t- just used SBOX. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, sadly, I brought lots of equipment mm-hmm. and didn't end up using much of it at all. Mm-hmm. Um. It's part of that is that the place is extremely dirty. So I didn't want to haul everything around yeah. in every location because this is like four hard side, three hard side cases of backpack and, you know, a few other random bags of stuff and cables. And, um, so I just wanted to leave everything in one spot so that it wouldn't accumulate a bunch of mm-hmm. dirt and grossness. Um, but we didn't. I mean, I felt like I brought way too much stuff. In fact, I haven't even fully unpacked my car yet. All of my stuff is still in the car. <laughs> Literally all of my stuff. It was, uh, it was so. We went there three days ago. <laughs> we, we were there on on New Year's, and 
we left, so we did not spend the night. Right. I knew that this air quality was going to be a problem for me, and I wasn't going to be able to breathe by morning. Um, so we left at, what, 4? 4 o'clock? 4.30? No, we left at, like, 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we were doing our pit stop, uh, weird pit stop at around 4.30. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, and then got back to Austin at, like, 5.45. Got, yeah. We re- so we got home. We didn't stay. We left. We went to Fentress, Texas. I had actually gotten a tip from some weird thing going on on you know in a Facebook group uh, that would have been on our way home. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. s- we stopped there. Very very slight detour, but pretty much on yeah. the way home. Yeah, um, I had heard that uh, people were being visited by large orange balls of light right. and like really large, really large, like the size of two cars. Yeah, together. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it sounds gigantic yeah. so we we kind of stalked down some mm-hmm. dirt roads i don't know like how people drive down these narrow dirt roads in their big trucks yeah it's so true uh in my little prius it's like sit so close to the ground you can't even lose an orange underneath it you can't <laughs> you can't, can't even lose a grape under that thing <laughs> it is uh very low to the ground i can i clear the roof you know when standing <laughs> easily and i'm five five so um we didn't see anything unfortunately we did see some orange lights but unfortunately they were like street lights right street lights or house lights like porch lights yeah stuff like that definitely nothing that was moving and that was like kind of the big report right here um was you know they were doing typical ufo movements you know very rapid uh, movement in the sky or hovering very close to the ground. Um, I think the person even said like it was spooking animals, animals yeah. on their property. Doing so, like a 90 degree turns right. and going straight up into the air right. very quickly. Yeah. Like so quick that the person who reported this um, did not want to drop a bunch of money on cameras. He doesn't have a camera, he said. And um, he has a cell phone camera, but it's an Android and he doesn't know how to work the settings to get it to show up anything in the in, at night. So he wasn't going to put a lot of um, effort into it, but he wanted to tell people in case they wanted to come mm-hmm. out and see it. So uh, he said, you know, you don't even have to come out to my property. All you have to do is drive around right. town. Right. So drive we, through the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. And I mean, just because we didn't see it at that specific mm-hmm. time, you know. That night doesn't yeah. mean it's not happening. Yeah. Well, oh. and he did say it would usually happen around like 2 to 2.30. Yeah. And, and well, we were there at like 4. He said it would start at 2 and go till dawn. Oh, okay. But that it had only been happening for about two weeks. And then mm. even sometimes it did come out around 10 o'clock. So the timing was not as uniform mm-hmm. as every mm-hmm. time. But um, he had seen some patterns in the time. So, but... He also said that one night they didn't come at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been one of those nights. He was actually really worried that people were going to come out there and then it not happen and right. he would look like a fool. Right. And I'm just like, brother, uh, don't worry about that because <laughs> we go sit in abandoned hospitals waiting for some shit to happen. And, Trying you know, to talk to demons. Right. Right. So I'm like, don't, don't uh, worry. Concern yourself with those, yeah. With yeah. those worries. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm embarking on a huge research project about 
things, weird things that occur in the 30th parallel. Um, and that spans across a, a large part of Texas. Mm-hmm. So when we and Brittany and I have had, we've even talked about them on the mm-hmm. show, some weird experiences. Um, so this kind of ties into that. But uh, where it occurred actually isn't in the 30th parallel. It's in like 29th and 54 minutes, which is just there's 60 mi- minutes or 60 miles in a parallel so it's just under right just under the 30th right. although south. it changes depending on what time of day mm-hmm. you look at the you know the coordinates because space uh, time occurs in space like there's a space in time right you know when you the earth is not completely round so it changes uh, depending on the time of day so it might be on the 30th at night and not during the day. Google Earth isn't very helpful because it doesn't tell you the accurate coordinates for the time. Um, so there's that. But hopefully, I, I mean, there's lots of orange gaseous balls or whatever, fireballs that um, are reported in the 30th parallel. Right. So I'm wondering if this ties in with that. Even now that like we have just talked about Yorktown, and the possibility of, you know, the whole thing, the whole building being just kind of this uh, thought form generator. Yeah. Makes me want to go back. But then at the same time, I don't want to go back. Yeah. I really just, it's, it's just a nasty place. It is really it's depressing. Really falling apart. And, and, you know, for the most part. I didn't really feel like anything was happening there. Yeah. And there there are several places that I've been and I've gone there multiple times and sometimes you're there and it's just crazy, crazy active, like stuff popping off all night. And then other times you go, it's very quiet and nothing yeah. happens. So maybe that was kind of the case with Yorktown this time. Yeah. And if we were to go again, it would be more active, but I don't know. Overall, I give Yorktown like a three out of ten. Three out of ten. I thought you were too high. Uh, no, no, no. I was gonna say like two out of five, but or four out of ten. Sure. Um, I think that if you go to Yorktown with the hope of getting creeped out, you'll give it a ten out of ten because mm-hmm. it is ju- it is a creepy place. Like if yeah. your goal is to get spooked, like that's gonna happen. My yeah. goal isn't necessarily to get spooked. Right. I mean. I like horror movies or whatever, but I also like the safety in my own home. Mm-hmm. I go to haunted places, supposedly haunted places, because it, it's interesting, right? You know, right? To try to talk to whatever yeah. it is, you know. I'm there to have an interesting experience, not just a scary, get the shit scared yeah. out of me experience, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was joking that uh, our next investigation better be like a suite at the minger where i can relax by the pool right and be like hey ghosts like i love you please go see me in my room later right yeah i just i'm gonna order room service and i want ghosts on the menu (laughs) i want ghost service (laughs) oh my god it's true though i'm like ready to relax especially after the holidays oh fuck yeah like jesus most people are relaxing. Like, I can't even fucking pretend. Like, I had a relaxing. I have a kid. So trying to make Christmas magical 
for a child right. is work. Right. I mean, we did some shit uh, to make this a magic holiday for him. And we're celebrating it from all sides because mm-hmm. he's got, you know, the Christian religious friends or whatever. So he believes in Santa Claus and he believes in Odin. And he's like, I don't think you think Santa Claus is Odin. <laughs> I think I tried to delineate that because yeah. there's it's not. Santa Claus is not Odin. Uh, fight me. But um, I definitely had to work in the the mystery of multiple currents right. of of tradition here. Um, so I'm tired for that. But Brittany just fucking worked her ass off, yeah, like around the clock. A lot, yeah. A lot. But it's fine because uh, my job loves me, and uh, they actually showed great appreciation, yeah. and I was compensated very well for all of the hard work that yeah. I put in. And honestly, uh, it wasn't even that hard of work. Yeah. It's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Yeah. Just a lot. You don't get a time to like unwind because yeah. you literally just come home and sleep and then right. do it all over. Right. Again. Yeah. yeah. But what if I can overall, I w- um, I'm not uh, too upset about it. Yeah. So, but I think the main takeaway of this conversation is that we're fucking back bitches. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be doing some stuff. Yeah. I don't know what yet, but not sure. And well, and we still have, uh, basically all of our evidence. I still have all of my evidence to go yeah. through. Will there be a Yorktown? Yorktown part two? Right. So Fucking I mean, maybe there could be some wild ass shit that shows up on yeah. video or audio. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if that occurs, we can give a little update or, yeah. Or we can whatever. Put it on the socials for sure. Yeah. Cause there's media, there's media attached yep. to this yep. Yep. audio, video, picture, smell of vision. <laughs> God, that place stunk. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't nice. It was not a good smell. It smelled like, uh, it smelled like my grandpa's old shed. Yeah, just like mildew and mold and chemicals and yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it for today. That's it. The end. Happy twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. You know what's it. what's shitty about twenty twenty two is like twenty twenty t o o. So uh-huh. it's like 2021, like 2020 W-O-N, like 2021, that shit. Oh. And now 2022 did too. Fuck. We're not going to get out of this nightmare until maybe 2023 because you can't do anything <laughs> fucking clever with that. Except for it's the number 23. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 2023 has to be a good year. Yeah, because it's the number 23. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll see. All right. Anyways, until next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye.